Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Jesse Dow, with another incredible episode of the Cloud-Based Real Estate Brokerage Podcast. And today, I have one of the most influential real estate agents from the San Diego Bay market. His team comes with over 50 agents doing over $300 million a year in production. Please welcome to the studio, Kyle Whistle. Hey, Kyle. Thank you for joining the show. I really appreciate you jumping on here today. I know it's super busy with COVID, and you guys have a big uh, lift happening tomorrow down in California. Am I right? Yeah, dude. Well, tomorrow's funny. They're, we're, they're closing our beaches, which they just reopened a few days ago, and then they're opening our golf courses. So it's a good day to be a golfer, bad day to be a surfer. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. So um, it sounds like you guys uh, made it to EXP about two years ago. And really, the whole point of my podcast is really just getting people's story of you know what you thought EXP was, how has EXP uh, changed your business, and where you see it going in the next few years. All right, cool, man. Yeah, my background, um, I've been in real estate like half my life now, which is kind of crazy. I'm 38. Um, started out when I was 19. Um, so I've been in the real estate space for a while now. I've done uh, flips. I've done property management. I've done commercial um, and really focused on residential for the last, I think I'm up to 15 years on the residential side now. Um, and you know, when I got in this business, I started with my dad on the commercial side and he was the broker when I worked with him. Um, I got sick of working with my dad after a few years and jumped over to the residential side. And being that when I was with my dad, he was the broker. When I jumped over to residential, I was like, okay, I guess I'll be the broker now. Um, and so I operated as the broker for uh, eight years. And I was always an independent broker and I always um, kind of prided myself on being independent. It was like, this is cool. I can do what I want when I want. I don't have to answer to anybody. Um, I never really saw like a reason to join a brokerage. Um, I always looked at what the brokerages provide versus what I'm paying. And it was always like, I'm paying this and I'm getting this. I was like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense to pay all this money when I don't get anything in return. So it just never made sense for me to join a brokerage before. I was always like, I'll just do me and, and do what I want. I don't have to pay anybody anything because I've known since day one, the brand is not the brokerage. You are the brand. I am the brand, right? Like yep. we're our own independent brand. Um, the brokerage is really just a vehicle that we clear our transactions through. And it's funny if you talk to anybody who's in um, the finance world, like I was at um, back in Buffalo, New York for Thanksgiving with some of my family and I was talking to my cousin and I was like, hey, how's everything going? He's like, oh, it's good. We just went independent. And I was like, oh, cool. Uh, who do you clear your deals through? He's like, oh, we clear them through Schwab. I was like, but you don't work for Schwab? It's like, no, we're, we're independent. They just clear our deals. But we don't think like that in real estate. Yeah. We think that whoever we clear our deals through is who we work for or that they're our brand like they're not. We're our brand. Exactly. We're, we are independent. The brokerage is just who we clear the deals through. So I think a lot of people get that twisted. We are independent. We were Whistle Realty Group before we made our move, and we're still Whistle Realty Group. We just used to clear our own deals before. Now we just clear our deals through EXP. Um, so I think that's something that a lot of people get twisted. Um, but as far as like how we, we made the journey is when, you know, when you're an agent and you're a top producing agent, you have other brokerages reaching out trying to recruit you and, and trying to have you come be a part of their brokerage. Well, what happens when you have a high producing independent brokerage is those same brokerages are hitting you up, but now instead of trying to recruit you, they're trying to merge or acquire you. Um, or M&A is the, the term out there on Wall Street. So we had a lot of brokerages that were hitting us up. Um, some of the, the biggest brands in the country, some of the Realogy brands, um, some of the local you know, big brands were hitting us up. 
And I never really wanted to sell, but I was like, well, let me, let's just play with this, right? Let's see how this goes. I don't know how this process works. Um, so let's play with this. And so we kind of went down that journey and down that path for a while. And we really got to see how a brokerage is valued. And I had this like magical number, like ah, if I get $10 million or whatever, right? If I get that number, I'll sell. Well, the way that they value brokerages is different than what I thought. It was a, it was kind of a, an eye-opening moment because I've always heard, oh, they just take your, your income, your net income, or more specifically your EBITDA, and they apply a multiple to it, mm-hmm. which is actually relatively factual. The part I didn't realize is that they're going to take your production out of that equation. Oh, wow. Well, a lot of people that are running small independent brokerages, are what happens is the team members or the the brokerage agents those agents cover all the expenses of the brokerage and then the team leader or the broker is essentially the profit of the brokerage okay well if they take the team leader or broker owner out of that equation what are you left with what is the profit like there is right the agents cover the expenses and the broker was the profit you take the broker out there's no profit left you could put a multiple of 100 on zero, it's still zero. Mm-hmm. So this big mythical number that I had in my head of what I would sell for was actually not realistic at all because I was still a huge part of the production and I was the profit of the company. Once I was out of it, the company wasn't worth anywhere near what I thought it was worth. So going through that process, I started to kind of fall in love with the idea of not of selling for nothing, um, but I fell in love with the idea of getting rid of all the liability. Because one of the things that sucks when you're an independent broker is that when somebody else does something stupid, you get in trouble for it. So I've had things where agents gave keys to buyers before closing and buyers demoed the house before they ever even owned it. I've had buyers sign uh, listing agreements with somebody who was never authorized to sign the listing agreement and we got down to closing and and it was discovered that they didn't have the uh, power of attorney to sign and the whole deal blew up and buyers sued and we just had all kinds of stuff happen. And when that stuff happens traditionally and you're the independent broker, those letters come to you. They also go to the agent, but you get every single one of them. So every time an agent does something stupid, you get that letter, you get in trouble for it, you gotta help defend them, um, which is a pain in the ass. And it's not just the, the dollars and cents that it costs to defend it. It's not just the time that it takes to defend it. It's what it does to your headspace, man. Mm-hmm. You only have so much space in your head. And if you're taking up headspace to do that, that's headspace you're not spending on other things. And in all honesty, it drags you down because now you're struggling to sleep at night because you got these scary letters coming in from attorneys and, oh my gosh, we're gonna come after this and we're gonna come after that. Like, that's, man, it's, it sucked. Um, so I fell in love with the idea of not having to do that anymore, but I wasn't in love with the idea of selling for next to nothing. Um, but I was like, all right, well, let me just go look again at all the brokerages because it had been a while since I'd really looked at what they all offered. And so, again, I was like, this is what I'm used to seeing people pay and this is what they get. So I looked around and, and most of the brokerages, that's still what it was. It was like, pay us this and you get our brand name. You could put our balloon on your freaking sign or whatever. I was like, I don't need a balloon, right? Like, go screw your balloon. I'll pop your balloon. Um, I don't <laughs> need that, right? Like, you could take your balloon wherever, okay? Fly away with it. Um, that didn't make sense. I don't, I don't need your balloon because I'm not going to pay you this to get your balloon. Your balloon's not going to do this for me. Yep. Um, but then we came across eXp and I'd heard about it. Uh, shit, dude, I probably heard about it in the very, very beginning. And I thought it was like the, the weirdest things with the little 
um, avatars and stuff in the virtual world. I, I'd probably heard of it at least five years prior to us moving over. So that would have been within like the first three years of the company existing and kind of laughed it off like that's silly, right? Just like everybody else, like, oh, you need everybody needs to come to an office and these fake characters are so stupid. Like that was how I looked at it initially. So I kind of blew it off. Um, but the reason EXP got on my radar is I started to see people that I know and I trust and I respect make the move. So I started to see somebody like a Jay Kinder make the move, see somebody like Chuck Fazio make the move, somebody like Curtis Johnson make the move. You start to see you know, Michael Reese, all these names that are people that I know really well and I respect and I look up to. And I start seeing all these smart people make the move and I'm like, these are smart people. Like there's a, there's a reason these guys are all making this move. So I decided, all right, let me take a deeper dive into it. And the more I dove into it, the more I realized it wasn't what I'm used to with this. It was actually the inverse. Like it, there wasn't even just alignment with what I pay versus what I get. There was a misalignment now. This is what I pay. This is what I get. And I was like, holy shit, this is, this is crazy. Um, and so that light bulb went off. And, and that was when we decided to make the move is when I actually realized that there was a misalignment in my favor now. And I was getting significantly more than what I was paying into it. Yeah, I love I love hearing that. And that's actually what I was just I heard another agent say that the other day was that, you know, it's it's always been a win win for the brokerage, for the clients. The agent is the one, you know, facilitating all those deals and they're not the ones winning. Now with this model, they are the ones winning. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And what was cool is that you know, if we went and sold to one of those brokerages, all my agents would have gotten screwed. We had 25 agents at the time. Like they would have all got screwed because there would have been some new like franchise fee or royalty fee or whatever fee they want to call it off the top. That would have really hurt my agents. And I knew if I did that, I would have lost a lot of agents because it wasn't a move that would have been beneficial to them. What I loved with EXP is that all the benefits that I got by going to EXP, they got by going to EXP, which was huge because most agents, let's be honest, like if you ask most agents, do you have a stock portfolio? Nope. Do you have any source of passive income? Nope. What do you do? I just sell houses. Okay, so you live from commission check to commission check. Yeah. Well, no longer do my agents have to live from commission check to commission check. Now my agents have the ability to build a stock portfolio for themselves. Now my agents have the ability to build passive income for themselves. Um, and it's been cool, man. I've got agents, you know, some agents do nothing to generate um, that passive income, but I have agents who are like, hey, Kyle, I got my revenue share check last month and it covered my car payment. I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I got another agent who's like, hey, I got enough to cover my mortgage payment. I'm like, that's freaking cool. Like that, that's an awesome thing to hear because that's something I couldn't provide to my agents before. Like mm -hmm. that, that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, and then I, I get to see some of them and they'll show me like, they'll show me what the EXP stock did. They're like, look, we went up 5% today. And like, <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Like, it's fun to see them get excited because they actually own stock in a company. They're building a little portfolio for themselves. So it's been really fun, man. Right on. And how many agents did you bring over? Um, so when we moved, we had 25 agents before all but one agent came over with us and that agent was already one foot out the door she would have, uh, left if I sneezed. So we essentially retain, retained everybody. And now we're, uh, coming up on 50 agents within whistle. Um, and collectively, uh, between my partner and I, we're up over 2,500 agents total in our organization at eXp. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So with the, um, with the changes and all that stuff, how has that impacted your direct real estate business coming over to eXp? Yeah, I mean, it's just going up because um, the big thing is, and this wasn't high on my list when we made the move. Um, when we made the move, the, 
the stock opportunities, the passive income opportunities, that stuff was huge for me. Um, the technology was huge for me. But what wasn't huge for me initially was having all these people that I could lean on. Because being independent, I didn't have that before. Mm-hmm. So I never really understood the power of the, the community that's created in a bigger brokerage. Um, but the community at EXP is different because all those same guys I mentioned to you, Curtis Johnson, Chuck Fazio, Michael Reese, Jake Kinder, all these, these people that are I look up to and respect, those people now all have a, a financial interest in seeing me grow. The more my team grows, the more houses my team sells, those guys have a direct financial benefit from that occurring. So what that does is that creates this level of sharing, this willingness to give, this, you know, this ability to just open the playbook and give away everything because as I grow, they grow with me, right? Dan Beer, Dan Beer's in my own market. Him and I have been, you know, top five in San Diego for years now and we, we do compete on deals from time to time. But you know what Dan did is when I came over, Dan had uh, one of his USPs is he has his listing process trademarked. And he runs out in his radio commercials and all his marketing. And he has he's one of the only people I've ever heard of that has a trademark listing process. Not only did he share that with me, he literally was like, hey, here's my attorney who set it up for me. Give him a call. He'll get one set up for you. And he's in my own market. That doesn't happen no. without the revenue share that happens at EXP. Because Dan knows is he gives me that tool that's going to help me grow my team and sell more houses, bring more revenue into the company, and he's going to get to share in that. Um, and on the flip side, I was sharing things with him, right, that are that I would normally not share with anybody else. But because we have that revenue share alignment with each other, we have that financial interest in each other, we share everything. Yeah. So you find that all of those people that you mentioned are, are always available and, you know, they're ready to help you whenever you need it. Yeah. I mean, those guys will hop on a call, hop on a Zoom. I mean, if I really needed it, right, I would never abuse <laughs> this. But if I really needed it. Right? I could call them and they'd fly out here on a plane. Maybe not right now, not during uh, COVID, but outside of that, those guys would hop on a plane for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's no, an that. amazing thing. And so now when I have ideas and I can bounce it off all these really brilliant minds and and they're not just like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, go do that. Like They really want to be involved in the decisions that I make and to help because if I make smart decisions, they're going to have a financial benefit from that because I'm going to bring more revenue into the company that they get to share in. And if those things don't work, that could decrease revenue and that hurts them. So it's, you know, in a brokerage, traditionally, you have one person who benefits from the revenue you bring into the company. That's the broker. And more often than not, the broker in your company hasn't sold a house in the last 10 or 20 years. They don't know shit. (laughs) Here, I've got seven people above me that are all complete badasses who either actively sell or have sold you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in their career. And all of them have a financial interest in helping me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So like if you were, if there was like an independent broker out there listening to this right now and they were in the same position you were say before you joined, what would, what is the advice that you would give them? Well, first right now we're, we're sitting here on April was April 30th right now. Clear cooperation policy goes into effect tomorrow Um, I think a lot of independent brokers need to be very aware of the fact that with this new clear cooperation policy, you're allowed to share your listings within your brokerage without putting them on the MLS. You're not allowed to share your listings with anybody that's not a part of your brokerage. Well, if you're a small independent brokerage, you don't have anybody to share those listings with. Where when you are with a bigger brokerage, now you have your own sort of pocket listing service because all those Facebook groups and all these pocket listing services that were out there, those are dead as of May 1st you now have the ability 
to share within your network. I think that's huge. That's something that's another one of those benefits of being a part of something bigger. Um, but also if you're independent and you're watching or listening to this, you need to know that you don't need to take on all that stress and all that liability and all those headaches that a broker takes on. You can pass all that stuff off. Let the clearinghouse, right? Let EXPs my clearinghouse. They clear my deals. They take on all my liability. Let's let them do all of that. Let me focus on building my team because my team, like I said, was 25 when we came over. We're around 50 right now. We've doubled my team size. By the time this year's over, we'll be 300 million plus in production. That doesn't happen if I'm bogged down dealing with all this broker bullshit. Let's let EXP do that. And I pay them this tiny little amount of money to go deal with that. Now I can focus on my team and helping my people and we're growing, you know, at an exponential level. Yeah. And I know uh, a lot of people have actually asked me this question. I don't know if they've asked you. And I think a lot of their concerns is when you mentioned the brokers taking over all those things. And now that we're in this virtual world, how accessible are the brokers where you're at? Yeah. I mean, the brokers are, there's what I think in California, we have five brokers now um, at any given point. You know, what, what happens traditionally in a brokerage is there's one broker. And they're in an office. So if I need help, I'm going to walk out of my office, walk down the hall to my broker's office and, and be like, hey, uh, and hopefully the broker's there. Well, half the time the broker's not there. Uh, so then what do I got to do? I got to call the broker and I got to leave the broker a voicemail and because they're busy. And then they're going to call me back and I'm going to be busy. They're going to leave me a voicemail. We play phone tag, we play text tag or email tag or whatever. Like it's, it's so inefficient. If I need help with EXP, I walk my happy ass into EXP world, that thing that looked so stupid to me many years ago when I first saw it. Now I walk back into this EXP world. I go to my broker room. At any given time, I walk in there. There's anywhere from one to five brokers sitting in there waiting, ready to help me on demand. I don't have to play phone tag or text tag or email tag. I just walk my ass in there and they're there waiting to help me. Because yep. honestly, I don't need my broker for a lot. But when I do need him, I need him now. Exactly. The fact that I can get them now, that's massive. Yep. And I've had a lot of deals, dude. I had one recently where I got this um, email from somebody and it was like, your agent did this, your agent did that, screenshot, screenshot, this, that, this, that. You need to fix this. I was like, I believe you have the wrong person. I am not the broker. I will forward this to the broker and here's her contact info. Done. Go back, help my team sell more houses. Like the fact that it's just one sentence forward and I don't have to think about that at all again. Yeah. No brainer. So what has that done for your mental state? Just happier, man. Like when I get to hit that forward button and then hit send on an email like that, like that is the most liberating feeling, dude. It feels amazing. Um, because that used to stress me out man. like those lawsuits, those are scary. You you never know. Right. And then as you start to have more assets in your life, you worry about them coming after your assets. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I totally, I totally agree with all that. And what would you say, since you do, you know, run a pretty large team, what would you say to like a brand new agent and a seasoned agent that is maybe looking at eXp to make that move? Yeah, I mean, I would say if, if you're a brand new agent, the number one mistake brand new agents make is trying to do this on their own. That is hands down the worst mistake you could possibly make. I would venture to guess at 99.99%, that means one out of 10,000 agents is going to be successful mm -hmm. in this business starting out on their own. I wish that I started out on a team. Like I did get to work with my dad. That was on the commercial space. So I got a little bit of that experience. I would immediately go into whatever market you're in, find the top five teams in your market, interview those top five and join one of them. Don't worry about what the split is. The split doesn't matter because 100% of zero is zero. Just like 100 times multiple on zero is also zero when you sell your brokerage. 100% um, of zero is zero. 
get on a team that has systems and structure and support in place where you can go and do some transactions, even if you're only getting 30% splits. It doesn't matter. You're getting 30% on a lot of transactions. Mm -hmm. So you need to go join a team that is actually producing in your area that has everything in place because they've already gone through and tried, right? You see these questions all the time in Facebook. What's the best CRM? You know how many freaking CRMs I've tried in my day? I've tried every freaking CRM, right? Like I've tried them all. You don't need to go try all the CRMs. I've already picked what I believe is the best CRM. Now you just plug into it. And not only do I already have it, I already have it all dialed in. I have it mastered. You don't have to go do all that stuff. Phone system, I've got the best phone system. I've tried them all. I have the best and I have it dialed in. That's the beauty when you join a team is somebody's already gone through all the, the trials and tribulations. You just get to plug in and go. So whether you're a new agent or you're a struggling agent, find the top five teams in your area, interview those five, find the one that's the best fit for you and go. Yep. Yeah. When I first got into real estate, I did exactly what you said. I never even heard you say that, but I interviewed the top teams. I picked the best one. I went there for a few months. I learned everything and then I went solo and yeah. I learned so much so quick and I got my you know, feet wet and it was the you know, best thing I could have ever done because it set me up for success. I saw what the top teams were doing. I'm like, I can easily replicate that. Yeah. Um, and some people will stay on the team forever because they'll see what the team leader does and be like, hell no, I don't want to have to deal with all that. Like you just, I just get fed, right? I you send me leads, I crush my leads, I go on the appointments, I do my job, and I make a good amount of money, I bring it home to my family, and I can sleep easy at night. I don't wanna run a team, you do it, cool. And there's gonna be people like you, right, that are that are ambitious entrepreneurs that are gonna stay on a team for a year or two, or however long that is, and you know learn as much as they can, and then they're gonna move on. Um, and I love it, I have so many people, like I look at, um, it's, uh, shit, why can't I think of his name? He's one of the, the main football coaches. And he has so much like Bill Belichick's another example. Like it's actually the guy who taught Bill Belichick and his name's escaping me. But Bill Belichick has so much offspring now where he's oh, yeah. obviously is one of the best coaches in football history. Now all these people who've been assistant coaches on his staff, they, you know, they're his assistants. Then they leave him and they get head coaching jobs and they get head coaching jobs. And now they lead teams to winning the, the Super Bowl title. Like that's what I want. I love that somebody can be on my team and then, they outgrow my team, they move on, and they run a successful team. Like that's awesome. I love seeing that. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, the coaching tree. Yeah. Um. And then what would you say to like a seasoned agent that's been doing this for five, ten years, maybe even three years, and is just looking for a change? Maybe get into some companies with better technology. And I also hear, and we can also add on to that. Also, maybe someone that's at like a zero cap company, and they think that's just the best thing in the world. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, if you're a seasoned agent, you're looking to get to the next level. The way that I get better is to get around people that are smarter than me. I'm always trying to get myself into rooms with people that are at that next level. Like I just, I went to an event recently um, where I had, it was a John Black event and I got to be in a room with Justin Haver, the number one Remax agent in Canada, Gary Ashton, the number one Remax agent in the United States uh, or in the world actually, uh, Chris Lindahl, you know, the one probably the the number one independent agent in the country. Like I get myself in rooms with guys like that, or within our EXP network, getting myself in rooms with guys like Mike Reese and Jay Kinder and, and Curtis Johnson and Chuck Fazio. Like Chuck Fazio built a 900 person independent brokerage. Like I can learn a lot of shit from that guy. Um, I get on the calls. I get on these calls with Mike Reese, and I'm like my mind is blown. Like every time I think I know technology, I get on the phone and we start talking about these funnels and A/B offers and opt-ins, opt-outs, all this. Like it's crazy 
So you get around people that are smarter than you that have been there and they've done that. That's how you get to that next level. Don't try to figure it out on your own, right? If you're, if you're brand new, you join a team. If you're seasoned, you join a network of people yeah. that are, you know, doing things at a higher level. And like within our group at EXP, every single Tuesday, there's a live coaching session with Jay Kinder, right? And his coaching organization. Every Tuesday, I could pick their brain. Every Wednesday, there's a live training with somebody in the group who's crushing it, right? Whatever their secret sauce is, they're sharing that every Wednesday internally within the group. So um, a good example, we have this girl, Julie DeRoche, who's also in Minnesota, 354 deals from her database last year, sharing exactly how she does that kind of business. And now she's sharing how she's doing it virtually because one of their big things is they'd always do these client dinners and she would share exactly when do they plan the client dinner? Where do they go for the client dinner? What time do they show up? What time do they leave? What questions do they ask? How do they follow up? Like she's now sharing, she's shared that with us before. Now she's sharing how she adapted her number one strategy to do it virtually. And now they're doing virtual dinners with their clients. And here's exactly how we set it up. Like getting to hear that kind of info every Wednesday, that's how you get to that next level. And speaking of her, she's probably reaching a lot more people through the virtual process too. Yeah. Cause you don't have to go drive anywhere. Yeah. Through this whole COVID thing, I actually, uh, some of my agents, they do, they've done like brews and, uh, buyers and brews where they do, you know, beers with buyers. And I said, why don't you guys do it virtual? I said, you guys know how much better participation you'll get. And lo and behold, yeah, the turnout was so much greater. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, this has been all just like mind blowing and for insights, you know, into the organization. What is like, um, you know, one piece of advice you'd leave with every, leave everyone out there you know, from your whole entire journey from start to finish? Um, I think the number one thing, I mean, this is where you and I share a common bond is we're such big believers in video. Yep. The thing is that especially right now, more than ever, I think it's being um, exemplified is that there's a Moravian's model. There's this pie chart you'll see. And 7% of the communication is the words that we say. Yep. 38% is the tone with which we say them. And the other 55% is the body language. Well, if all you're doing to communicate with people is just sending text messages and emails, you're biting off 7% of that pie. That's a sliver of that pie. If you're making phone calls, that's the next level. Now you're hitting 38% plus the seven, so you're getting 45% of the pie, but you're not gonna get 100% of that pie without body language. So in a traditional sense, that's where doing things like door knocking, doing things like open houses, right? That's very effective because you're getting all three of those. You're getting the whole 100%. But we can't do a lot of that stuff right now. How are we doing it? Right here, baby, with video. Mm -hmm. That's not going to change, right? Because you could see my body language. You could see when I'm using my hands. You could see what I'm doing with my shoulders. You could see what I'm doing with my face. You can't see that in a text message. You can't see that in a phone call. And so video allows you to communicate at a level that doesn't exist anywhere else. And again, right now, we're seeing it more than ever, right? We're doing, we just talked about doing Zoom dinners with our clients, right? Because <laughs> we need to see each other. We need that. We feel so connected. So, I mean, I'm sitting here at my desk all day and I got my little board here, right? And I'm sending videos to clients all day with their name on it. Like I'm connecting with people and those connections are just going to such a higher level right now because of, of COVID. So integrate video in your business, especially for one-to-one -one communication. Um, every time I get a referral or, or get a new lead and I send that video out to them and it's just a 15 second video, they're like, that was really cool. How cool would that be if every time you first connected with a client, that was their first impression of you. Like, wow, that was cool. Exactly. As opposed to like, who's calling me? <laughs> what first impression do you want? Exactly. I know that's, that's the thing. Uh, I talked to a couple of my agents yesterday and they said that they've 
the last five buyers they converted um, just through uh, lead ads that they were buying was all done through video. It was five video messages and all five buyers actually said, the reason that I reached out to you is because you just kept sending me the video messages and I really like that. Yeah. And, and you don't think they're watching them, but they are. Oh yeah. And they're watching them over and over again, which is the, like, if you're using bomb bomb, you can actually see how many times they played your video. Exactly. It's funny how people rewatch a video where it's like, Hey, what's up? It's Kyle. Like, just want to give you a face to put with the name. Like, why are you watching that again? That's weird, but they do. <laughs> exactly. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate your time. This has been, uh, you know, a very eye-opening experience chatting with you today. If you're, uh, down in the San Diego market, or if, even if you are outside of the San Diego market and you just like the way that Kyle does business and you want to tap into his organization, I highly recommend reaching out. If you have a buy, sell, referral, send it his way. He definitely is going to take care of you. He's one of the top teams in San Diego. So once again, I couldn't thank you much for coming on my show, and I really appreciate it, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. If what you heard today inspired you to get more information about eXp Realty, don't hesitate to reach out because we absolutely love it. Send us an email, shoot us a text, give us a call, or even send that pigeon carrier. However you want to get a hold of us, we got your back when moving to eXp Realty. And until next time, we'll catch you later.